This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program tonight. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's right. We're actually here when most uh, talk show hosts want to take the weekend off, if they not Friday. They don't believe you. They, they, they're not listening. They don't on. believe me? Who doesn't believe me? The listeners? No, of course they don't. Why talk show hosts me? in on the 4th of July. What kind of sense does that well, make? Well, we are These here. These are rich guys that, uh, you know, they, they, they can control the, the minds of the nation. They wouldn't work on the 4th of July. But, well, we're not rich. No, no. Uh, and we don't control the minds of the no, nation. So no. we're here working. Well, yeah. I, well, I don't call, really consider this work. Okay, it's, well, uh, it's it, radio. I mean, it does be working. If I was out laying brick or something, I'd consider that work. Uh, but we are here, and we are willing to take your phone calls, as always, about whatever's on your mind. The number is 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. I finally went to a tea party, Mark. I didn't go to the first round a few months ago, but I did go today, and I will uh, recount my experiences in a moment. We've actually got uh, calls on the line already, so we're going to go to them live Independence Day edition. I uh, perhaps uh, perhaps you want to dec- uh, declare your independence today. You're certainly welcome to do that, or bring up whatever you want. That is the point of the program. Let's talk to Thomas in Arizona. Thomas, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the tea parties. I didn't even find out till earlier today that there were a lot of them going on. I think it's I heard there was a thousand of them around the country. I don't know about uh, the total number, but I myself, uh, like you, did not find out until about 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, the tea party was scheduled for high noon, and I found out because we've got this great little activist thing here in New Hampshire called Pork 411 where people can call a phone number, leave a message, and then that message is blasted out via email uh, into smartphones all around New Hampshire. And actually, you can be anywhere in the country and receive these. So somebody called in to announce that it was happening here in the, in the Keene area. So uh, I decided to go out and was very pleased that there were a bunch of activists there. But how did it go for you? Actually, I didn't get to go. I had to work. But I think it's a great thing, and I think more people ought to get involved and just be woken up and as many ways as possible. Actually, there's something I want to tell you guys about. Alex Jones has a number where you can call in and listen to his show over the telephone. And I don't know how he does it, but you could expand your audience because I can't sit around on the Internet with a laptop. And if there's a way to listen to you during the day, uh, I'd gladly call. I have unlimited calling, Mm -hmm. and like several hundred people can listen to the show. Yeah, there there was a company that had approached us to do that, and I don't know what company he's using, but uh, and I even forget what they're called at this point. But they basically it was going to be too much work for me essentially to put the uh, put the show up there. Uh, I offered it to them, just look, take it or leave it. You can have the show and put it up, but I don't want to take the time to break it up into segments so they could insert their commercials, whatever the the company was that uh, that did that. Uh, we do have uh, the show available on smartphones, so if you've got a phone that is like a BlackBerry or an iPhone or something like that, you can tune into our Internet streams uh, through that particular medium. But no, at this time, we don't have any way for you to actually call a phone number and uh, and listen to the show. It wouldn't really sound that good anyway, but... It actually doesn't sound bad on Alex Jones. They do not insert their commercials. It's It's all GCN programming. And it's for in the event that they shut the internet down. He's doing it preparatory. The other thing I want That's to why say he put it on is, the phone is uh, in the event they shut the internet down. I don't know. It seems when, a little paranoid. When when they shut the internet down. Oh, you think it's, it's a foregone about, conclusion? Well, I was told by uh, Mr. Gunderson, who is the head of the uh, FBI uh, 
several years ago that we may have another year of Internet radio before they start shutting this stuff down. What if, three years, just out huh? of curiosity, like, how is your paradigm going to change as far as your, uh, your belief towards, uh, I don't know, uh, some of the more outlandish claims? What what is going to happen in a year if internet radio is still going on? I mean, like, how are how are you going to feel? How am I if how am I going to feel? Yeah, if, if it's still on. Yes, mm. uh, I'll feel I'll feel fine. I feel that we're blessed with another year of internet radio that I can keep turning people <laughs> on to it and where they can get the truth and they can shut their damn TV off, quit paying their taxes, and bring in the system to a halt because I that. haven't paid for twi- I haven't paid for twenty four years. Good and for I you. Hope there's another 50 years I don't pay. Well, I, I hope that, uh, and that's a message that I'd like to help uh, share tonight: the idea of declaring your independence from the federal government and not paying a dime to them if you can avoid paying it. Uh, has the IRS ever tried to come after you? Sure, they do. And you walk in and you take a six foot four ex football player with a video camera, and they tell you you can't have it. And then you come back another day. You tape a, take a tape recorder, and you take in the Bible, Stevie Nicks, Van Halen, all your books and records, and you tape them up in a big box, and you tell them, you know, here they are, but I'm not going to show it to you unless what? you give me something that says you will not use it against me because I have a right Wait, well, to Wait, I'm sorry. What the myself. hell does Stevie Nicks have to do with going and seeing the IRS? She, she makes records, and the Bible is a book, so you take your books and records in because uh. that's what they want. Oh, Van Halen, TV Nicks, you take the Bible, gotcha. you take, you know, books and records. They didn't, they weren't specific. And what did they say to you when but you I tried that? I don't have any records left. No, I got I rid either. of all that crap. Well, go, go, down to, go down to one of the flea markets and grab a few of them. So <laughs> you have actually done this? I, I, of course, I would never admit to that. And they would never follow me around in the parking lot with a truck with uh, tinted windows and uh, antennas all over it trying to intimidate me and talk to my friends and everybody else and try to scare the hell out of me, but when you let them know that you're just not going to take it, they finally give up and they look for a bigger fish. It sounds like you need Twisted Sister uh, albums. <laughs> Thanks for the Absolutely. call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Certainly an unusual approach. I can't say I've ever heard of that one before. It, it, it tickles me. Uh, so, yeah, you can bring up whatever's on your mind, although uh, I, I guess I, I should let him know that a lot of phone companies are now using the Internet to provide their, uh, at least a portion of the, the path that the phone regular phone calls travel on. It's my understanding that they're using uh, voice over IP more and more to kind of replace the old hardline services uh, that they had in the past. I don't know if I'm using the right terminology here, but uh, essentially switching to an Internet kind of uh, protocol as opposed to the old switched uh, copper pairs and all that. Uh, so if they shut down the Internet, as that, that guy is concerned that they will, I, I don't know if there's any real legitimate fear of that. But if they do shut it down, I mean, I, I suppose if the government issued some sort of edict, uh, the ISPs would obey. But if they did shut it down, that might just stop the phone conversations anyway. Do you think they have the uh, the, the the internet cutoff switch in the football where they have all the uh, nuclear codes and stuff too? Uh, the football? The I, football. That's. The I don't know what you're talking about. The football is a, uh, I think, a briefcase that of uh, uh, some de- some device or another that uh, controls the the nuclear weapons. For real, or like in For fiction real. movies? No. Something? The president has a football. There's a uh, Secret Service agent that you pay good money to. He probably mm-hmm. gets $120,000 a year to carry around a briefcase within hmm. you know, walking distance of the president. And okay. that briefcase, uh, I think it's a briefcase, is called the football. 
I don't know what's in it. I don't know if it's just codes and they like read it, read it, the president reads them off into a telephone or if there's some kind of device in there where he throws switches and push pushes buttons and and a little joystick where he controls the uh the Where ICBM. did you hear about that? I, I I read the news, I guess. Hmm. All right, 800-259-9231. Well, a bizarre way to start the show, but anything goes on this program. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. We go to David in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, David. Hey guys. I uh, was listening to the, uh, was it, I believe it was the first when you went in to uh, do your little protest of your property taxes in. That is correct. Uh, for those that haven't seen the video, you can go to freekeen.com or obscuredtruth.com. Uh, Either way, you will get to uh, the latest Obscured Truth video that features me going and paying a property tax bill of over $2,700 in all $1 bills. Well, I was listening to that episode by podcast today, and I realized that my vehicle registration, or not my vehicle registrations, their uh, fees uh, for me owning a vehicle are due sometime this month. Okay. And I, I kind of had an epiphany of an idea, uh, ironically enough, on July 4th, that I'd kind of like to go in, uh, and I've made some posts about this on uh, nhfree.com, I'd like to go in with a document and hand that over where they have to sign saying that they understand that I view this as extortion. <laughs> I'm going to pay, but they have to admit, or they have to accept uh, that I view it that way. I like I, it. And I'm not going to pay unless they sign that. I'm for it, but they're not going to sign it. Uh, bureaucrats are just this way. I mean, what are they? What are you going to do if the bureaucrat says, I'm not signing it, and we're not going to give you a registration? Well, yet. that's a good question, and we'll, we'll bring it back. You can answer that in a moment, but I'm hoping that he'll have a video, somebody uh, with a video camera there, that way he can show on camera, look, here's the cash. These bureaucrats are refusing to take this cash. All I'm asking for is a, is a signature. What's the big deal? They fill out paperwork all the time. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The live Independence Day edition of the program, toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them all away, including live streams. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, even a webcam, all of the show for free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen. .freetalklive.com Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audiobooks, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can play them on your computer if you want to. You can try them out by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL if you want a free audiobook. they got all kinds of stuff over there. It's bestsellers and new stuff and old stuff. They, I know they've got to Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged and all kinds of stuff. If you've ever been interested in this audiobook thing, these, thing, these are unabridged. Um, the Atlas Shrugged book, 83 hours long or something like that. Hmm. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. And it's free. All right, let's continue here. David is in uh, New Hampshire. You had said that you were planning a protest uh, that was inspired by my protest of going and paying with all $1 bills a huge property tax bill of over $2,700, which is, by the way, only six months worth of property tax up here in Keene. And uh, you said you wanted to go in, pay, uh, pay for a car tax also uh, in a kind of a different manner, but you were inspired. You, you said that what you want to do is go in with a piece of paper that basically acknowledges that they're essentially coercing this from you. Get them to sign the paper before you hand them the cash. Is, did I understand you correctly? That's correct. 
And, Mark, your question was, what if they don't sign it? Yeah, what are you going to do if they decide not to sign it um, and say, well, you know, we're not going to give you your registration unless you do it the, the, the right way, and I don't have to fill out your paperwork? Well, I have to say I'm not entirely sure yet. Uh, that's kind of why I put this out on the forum is to, to be able to get some response back to my ideas to run it through other people. Uh, I definitely already had the idea, and to you know, I'd love to have somebody come along or several people come along with cameras. Uh, just because I've never been part of that before, and you know, it, it'd be nice to be, you know, involved in something like that. Well, uh, so, I, I don't know what part of New Hampshire you live. Where are you at? Uh, Deerfield. Where? Deerfield. Deerfield. I'm not sure, sure exactly where that is, but uh, if there are liberty activists in the area, certainly they will step forward. Um, I don't know how many of them have experience with filming bureaucrats, but. It's very likely that you're going to encounter some major uh, opposition from the bureaucrats as far as bringing cameras into uh, wherever they are, taking people's money. They are not going to like that very much. So whoever it is that's going to stand by you with a camera needs to be prepared to respond to some of the things they're going to try to say. They're going to try to say things like, well, you need my permission to film uh, to film me. Well, sorry, no, right. I don't. You're a public, uh, you're a public official. Aren't you here in a public capacity? Isn't this a public place? If you're on the job, you're on the record. So they need to to be ready to come back to some of the things the bureaucrats are going to say. They're going to try to scare them. It's very likely the police will be called uh, on you, and so, or, or at least the very least, they'll call them on the the people with the cameras. So you've got right. to, you think, uh, the the problem with Deerfield is the uh, the police station is literally down the hall from the uh, the county tax office or the town tax office. So that's almost a given. Okay. You just, as long but, as you know what to expect out of this and as long right. as the people that are accompanying you know what to expect, it'll be an interesting experiment anyway it, uh, it, it works out. And leave yourself an out. Um, you know, if you go in there with a piece of paper that says that, uh, you know, you sign this, uh, that says you're extorting me, and then they don't want to sign it, you need to have, you know, like what's your exit plan for that? Obviously... I don't think you're going to decide not to register your car as a result, so you need to, you know, how am I going to save, save face in this uh, situation? Well, unfortunately, uh, I, I haven't mentioned it to many people, but last year during Pork Fest, shortly after I moved up, uh, I did get arrested for having uh, suspended out-of-state plates and license because uh, my home state had not informed me they had been suspended, uh, and they had been suspended wrongfully. Uh, there was nothing that I'd done against uh, against the law, and I got that straightened out the next day, but it still had involved uh, $200 worth of towing fees and things like that, and I mm. can't, right now cannot handle that again. So uh, so unfortunately, I am going to have to, to register it. If I didn't have that problem, I wouldn't even be going in. So, so you still don't really know exactly how you're going to handle it when they say, no, we're not going to sign that. Right. This, this is really something I just thought of four hours ago. And when are you going, so, planning uh, on going to do this? Uh, I have until the end of July. Okay. Well, very so, good. That'll I, give you enough time to at least uh, conf- for, yeah. that'll give you enough time to confer with some of the other activists. I know you said you posted it over at nhfree.com in the forum there. And uh, good luck, David. Let us know how it goes. All right. Thank you. Thanks I appreciate for the call, it. Good dude. Night, Thank you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Ben, listening to WFLA in Florida. Ben, what's on your mind tonight? Hey. Hey, Ben. There? What's on your mind, dude? Go ahead. Uh, I heard y'all talking about the football earlier, the nuclear football. Yeah. It's actually carried by a um, military officer, ah. and it rotates through the military branches. I think I believe it's ever two months. A new officer was trying to carry it, and what it carries is the uh, launch codes um, for different missiles and launch and target packages for the, the, the American arsenal. 
you'd think that they'd come up with something a little more, uh, you know, they could assign the president's fingerprints instead of these all these these random codes that get changed several times a day. Well, they I, I wrote a paper on this in college, and 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 the way it was set up to work is um, it actually authenticates who the president is that they're not being hacked on a radio or a closed circuit and being told to orchestrate a launch without it actually coming directly from the President of the United States. Sure. I, I, would, I would think that a fingerprint it, or a retina scan would uh, would do that, don't you think? Well, the, the, the idea is, though, that you won't have that capability because if and when it does come, you know, you'd have to have the scanner there to scan the President and everything else. And if he's in mid-flight over the Atlantic Ocean without that type of technology available – it's, it's actually the quickest way to do it, not well, authenticate. But and you have a you have a military officer there with a bunch of codes. I mean, why couldn't the military? Why couldn't the president re- replace the military officer whom we pay? I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars a year to, um, to to carry around a briefcase next to the president, who's you know obviously the military officer isn't out there uh, you know blowing things up and breaking things, which is what the military's job is. Uh, you know, he could just have a BlackBerry that scans his eye. Well, Blackberries can be hacked. Paper books can't. You know, and and, and 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 just about every other nuclear country in the world has the same same relatively simple uh, same setup. Well, just because governments are, are kept uh, uh, kept near the person that makes the decision on which to, uh, and to use the arsenal, but well, just because governments are inefficient what, all over doesn't mean that uh, you know that that we couldn't make ours more efficient. I don't know. I'm certainly not the expert on this, but you know, yeah. I, you think you can make the federal government more efficient? Yeah, I think you could. Sure. You probably could, but I don't think I, I still want a level of redundancy in, in in handling the nuclear arsenal. I don't want, you know, that's the one place we do need, you know, five different levels of redundancy to make sure nothing gets through. And, and plus, there are other set. Of, I, I this is too too broad explain to explain over the radio. It's it's set up at multiple levels that go through different stages to to actually get. The, the command word to actually fire, and there's more to it than that. He actually picks what he wants to, where he wants to use the weapons, and it, it's a broad spectrum thing. I, I had a friend; his dad was uh, part of SAC, and he explained it all to me. And it's it took him like a day to explain it to me for the report I did. I'll take your so, word uh, for it. I was wondering what your impression of the Tea Party movement is. Did you go to one today, Ben? Hello, Ben. Did you go to one of the Tea Parties? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Ben? 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 We'll bring him back. Maybe he'll Hold hear us then. We'll talk about the tea parties here in moments. 800-259-9231. We'll check on Ben, make sure he's all right and that the phone line is working correctly. And we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. We, uh, we will take them at 800-259-9231. You're listening to the live Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. Alakees.com is a community for self-learners at Alakees. You'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit alekees at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's the Independence Day edition of the program. We're here in the studio talking to you about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. Perhaps you want to declare your independence or talk about whatever. It's up to you. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features, by the way, include updates. We will send you an email whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live if you're on the updates list. So go to updates.freetalklive.com. Just sent one out a couple hours before the show, actually. We've got a our very first Shriner who has validated by video. So our first video-validated video Shriner is now available. And those of you who are on the updates list knew it first at updates.freetalklive.com. What if you found out the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. A few moments ago, we had Ben on the line uh, listening to WFLA. He dropped off, but right before he left... Uh, he did ask us how we felt about the whole Tea Party movement. Mark, have you been to one of these Tea Parties? I have not. A friend of mine set one up, and I just didn't make it that day. And, you know, I've got a 16-month-old son and a lot of work to do around the house. I didn't do it today either. I didn't find out about it until about 11 a.m. today, but I did go ahead and go out to one of them. I didn't go to the first round, which were a few months ago. And I, I think that... I'm just going to kind of comment my general comment on rallies because that's all the tea parties really are so far, just people getting together and waving signs. And that's great. Uh, and I think that in any in any case, a rally is an event that is beneficial to people who show up because they get to uh, to kind of boost their uh, their viewpoint. I mean, they, they can see other people that have a similar viewpoint as them. They can socialize with them. They can network and they can get to know people and and maybe that socialization will lead to something a little more constructive. Maybe enough having enough rallies and meeting enough people will lead to whatever's next. Now, I don't know what's next for the for the Tea Party people. I don't think they really know what's next either at this point. I mean, it seems they're, they're pretty determined to continue throwing more Tea Parties, which, again, great. Uh, and it seems like they're pretty obsessed with the idea of running more candidates for office, which... Uh, not so great, in my opinion, at least. I, I don't feel like uh, that there's any point to trying to reclaim the federal government. Uh, a lot of these people that I met today, nice folks. Well, they, they, uh, a lot of the people that are going to these uh, rallies are more local politicians, and I think that that's that you can influence local politicians more and that you have a lot more sway in your vote as far as local politicians yeah, go. Yeah, but the rallies are not about local uh candidates, not from what I've not from what I've seen. Uh from what I've seen they're US Senate, US representative candidates uh that are there and the well, people are talking about taking back the country and uh, you know a, a revolution and all of these terms that suggest and that the, and we Sam was there from obscuredtruth.com and he and I were there kind of uh, shooting interviews with people and during the interviews the same old stuff just kept coming up the idea that well the republicans of the past were bad guys we admit that but now we just need to put the good guys in and retake this country and it's this this kind of uh happy go lucky attitude uh pollyanna ish almost uh, attitude of well this time it'll be different 
this time the uh, we'll be able to beat all the incumbents and we'll get in there and turn it all around. And I just don't think that these people are really connected to reality. How could they look at all of the past evidence of year after year after year of uh, just the government getting bigger and more intrusive and more oppressive than ever, more expensive than ever? How they could look at that through Republican, through Democrat, through Republican, through Democrat administrations and control in Congress and all of that in various different configurations and say that, well, now we're serious about making it a free country. Now we're serious about turning it, uh, turning it around. It's just they're fooling themselves and... It happens all the time. Four years later, it'll be the uh, you know the same old politicians as though some somebody who's radically different is somehow going to get in, like a Ron Paul, uh, is somehow going to make it into a national level kind of contest and actually have a chance uh, at winning. It's just they're just not seeing the reality of this of the situation. So I got up today at the uh, at the the tea party. They had an open mic portion, and I got up and uh, and spoke. I can tell you a little bit about that. But we got calls coming in, so let's talk to you first, and we'll talk ladies first to Mary in Florida, listening to WFLA. Mary, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I wanted to talk about the uh, there was a uh, big tea party in Clearwater, Florida, along Route 60, which is the main route into the beach. Okay, and they had quite a few people there on both sides of the road and uh it was it was amazing all the cars going by uh, or honking and you know getting the thumbs up sign yeah. and everything I uh, saw that too today yeah a lot of that uh, it was it, it was amazing and anyhow it lasted from about 9 till around 1 and then after that we went over to Madeira Beach where they had a uh Patriots boat parade which was sort of like a tea party on the water mm-hmm. And uh, they had there was really good participation there, mm. and uh, everybody was there. So what we did, we took uh, pictures of everything there, and uh, our local newspaper never covers anything like that. So we got it, and we're going to email it to them and say, just in case you missed this news. That's great. So what are you going to do next? So, well, we... Uh, we go over the mall every weekend. We have, uh, you know, the rallies, and you get. It's amazing how many uh, horns you have honking and things yeah. like that. I know what I did. I ran for office and won. You did excellent. What did you win exactly? Well, I'd rather not say on the. You, you know, you're a public. A, you're a public official who's won, but you don't want to tell us who you are and, and where you won. No, because I'm supposed to be nonpartisan. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, was it for uh, like a state level office well, or stop, local? Stop digging. She I'm just want to trying talk about to get it. an idea of what this is. Well, it's, it's, she's clerk of the county court or something. Leave, leave the lady alone. Okay. So what? So so you've run for office and uh, and now what? What what do you think's what what do you think's next in this whole Tea Party process? Well, uh, I'm on the uh, county uh, committee to uh, you know that we help elect o- uh, officials. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. You know, I work for candidates and things like that. So you want to run some more candidates and, what, take the federal government over and turn it back around and get more freedom or something, or what? Well, it's going to, I think it's going to take a while, but... uh, Like what, a few decades? start them down at the bottom and, you know, work them in. Mm. And it doesn't always take that long. Did you feel ripped off when the uh, contract with America got got us George Bush in 2000 plus a uh, a Democrat, excuse me, a Republican? I think history is going to show that George Bush was a good uh, president. 
Well, um, oh, really? his, history may show that they was certainly it was certainly won't show him as a conservative one. Um, it, no, it won't show I agree him, with that. It won't show him shrinking the government in any place at no, all. I, I agree with that. But Maybe it'll he, show him as a good Democratic hasn't president. Done the damage we have now. What's that? He certainly hasn't done the damage we have now. Really? Uh, he come on, he laid, his he laid the framework for it. I mean, he was the bailout guy. I'm getting two people on here at once, and I can't. He was the bailout guy. He bailed. He 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 started the bailouts. I mean, really, Obama's porculous plan probably. Uh, okay, wouldn't... well that that didn't work. So is it uh, right for Obama to go back there and do quite a few more? No, of course not. So a Republican spent. I'm worried spent, about our health care. A, a Republican spent hundreds of billions of dollars trying to fix the, uh, uh, you know, fix the the system, uh, and so a, a Democrat goes in and spends trillions of dollars. Why is the Democrat worse? Because uh, you want to, you don't want to add on to something that's not working. So you want to fix our health care? What was so, so great about George W. Bush? I mean, if you if you think that I, I agree with you that Barack Obama's bad, bad man, no doubt about it. But uh, what is it that's so great? I mean, that you think history is going to look back on George Bush and say, yeah, great guy. I, I think he got uh, freedom in Iraq for them. Freedom in Iraq. Yeah. Now, I think, do you George, I think that's going to show that we won. And well, wait, who's what? we? Uh, or the democracy democracy won in iraq now, democracy what about all the is, dead people d- democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner i feel like the sheep because i didn't want to i don't want to be in iraq um did i win i you're losing now with barack obama in <laughs> look i understand i don't i think democrats suck too i've just been burned by the republicans and i don't want to go back there it's you know? okay mark there's a whole new crew of republicans that uh, will be up for a election in 2012 and they're really going to roll back those the guys will those guys will really keep the contract with america yeah sure this time they you will. believe it right thanks mary thank Eight, you mary 800-259-9231 that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Americans are lining up to get suckered again in 2010 and 2012. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. But what else can they do, right? What? This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the Independence Day edition, and we're always live on Saturday nights, but we're still live here. Even though it's a holiday, most people are out enjoying their uh, barbecues, I think, is the most popular thing to do on Independence Day. Maybe you're out listening to Free Talk Live at the barbecue. Uh, If so, we appreciate you being out there listening, and feel free to be a part of the show at 1-800-259-9231. Also, inviting you to our website freetalklive.com if you want to help out free talk live get behind the show financially one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com you just enter uh, amazon.freetalklive.com and buy whatever you need they've got dozens of categories you can even buy used items you know amazon they're the world's largest internet retailer you've probably shopped there before and had a great experience because it really is a great website with a huge selection of products and free super saver shipping on a whole lot of new items so head over to amazon.freetalklive.com and free talk live will get a cut of your purchase let's continue talking to you about whatever's on your mind it's david calling from Keene. you're on free talk live david hi I was actually at that thing today in Keene, uh-huh. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> excuse me, yes, I usually go there. They have the peace demonstration earlier, mm-hmm. and then today they had that um, that uh, tax thing later, and I did stay for some of that. Um, what did you think about it? I thought it was all right. I th- it seemed like a lot of the people were, like, very right-wing, and... Yeah. I think um, 
I think pretty much everybody doesn't like taxes, really. Oh, I don't know if it's everybody, but a, a most, lot of people well, don't. Well, no one wants their money taken away. That's true. Right? Most people, do, most people don't, but they they're willing to give up some money if if other people are going to be robbed more. Hmm. Some people, most people. You're right. Most people don't like it. Well, yeah, but um, but I I don't understand if they're right wing, then and 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 many of them are. Not pro the war, but not like against the war so so much. Well, I don't know. It just seemed like yeah. What are the right wing people who uh, were for Bush's war in Iraq and Afghanistan? What do they think about Obama doing the same thing? And the largest Marine push uh, in the war um, in Afghanistan right now. Oh, is it? Yes. Uh, well, I guess he's shifting shifting um, shifting uh, focus. Well, he's just like George Maybe. Bush, uh, except with a little more melanin in his skin. Maybe a little younger, I guess, as well. But, you know, there's really not any difference between these people. And that's one of the things I tried to point out uh, during the time at which I took the microphone at this uh, this particular Tea Party event. Uh, David, any other thoughts for us tonight? I was just going to say, um, if they were against the war and everything, and they're against taxes, I just seem to recall like people saying things like, the war is costing like 37000 dollars a minute and things like or whatever it right. was in taxes and yeah. i don't know how that jives it, you can, you certainly I mean? doesn't i you know this is <laughs> this is one place that the, the right wing really falls on its face is the idea that you can well you know we should have lower taxes except we need to go out around the world and, and kill, kill people, people. Yeah. we've got a hundred and you know we need to keep up those hundred there's uh, 700 military bases and 131 nations around the world that's money that people could be using to do what they want to do. Things, you know, Open a new business. Philanthropy inside their neighborhood. Expand their business. Uh, hire somebody new. All of those things. Uh, we can do a lot more with the money in our pockets. Uh, and you're right. They say they don't like taxes, but really when you nail them down, it's they don't like being taxed by Democrats. They wouldn't mind being taxed by Republicans if that means that they could, like Mark was saying, go over and uh, build an empire around the world. So... They've got a long way to go in their understanding of uh, you know what is an appropriate way to deal with their fellow human beings. But I think that we're all learning things, and I, and I was actually surprised at the the, the fairly warm response my uh, my message got today. David, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Basically, I got up there and talked about how Independence Day should be called Independence Day and not the 4th of July. So that was kind of my opener, and that got a pretty good reception, as you might imagine. Because, ah, Independence Day! It's a good idea. Uh, so I started with that, and then I pointed out that we should focus more on independence instead of the idea of uh, taking over the federal government or trying to turn it around, uh, the, the futility of that. Uh, point, and I know Sam from the Obscure Truth Network, and I think he got footage of this, so maybe we'll post it online at a later time, but... Uh, there were a couple people that spoke and actually did slip in kind of an anti-war message, and they didn't get booed down. Uh, so that was a good sign, I think. And I pointed out that we need to focus on independence, and instead of just thinking that we can continue, we can just elect new people and have them change things. You just look at the history that hasn't worked. The government keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I suggested that uh, maybe instead of talking about electing people, we should be talking about not giving them money in the first place. Got some applause, and uh, everybody seemed to be pretty positive towards it. So, Again, these are people that are at least receptive to the ideas of freedom. They may not get them right now, but the more we can be friendly to them, the more we can put the ideas of freedom into their hands, 
and and grab them. Now's the time, because as long as the Democrat is in office, they're likely to listen to what freedom people have to say and maybe move a few steps toward our direction, at least until some Republican gets back in and then they, they lose all critical thinking whatsoever. And uh, we'll go back to just, you know, whatever the Republicans say is all the that's pending. Be. You know what we need? We need a Department of Homeland Security. We'll just create a few new departments. Let's continue here with your calls. Tim is listening to WFLA in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tim. Hello, guys. Hey, hey I had an idea about the, uh, the the guy that wants to you know pay his uh, vehicle registration, have somebody tape him when he goes and do that. Mm-hmm. If they have press credentials, it doesn't matter what the press credentials are, then even law enforcement is a little bit more hesitant to actually lay hands on somebody and throw them out. That's helpful. So, Depends on where yeah. you are. Uh, I can tell you that hasn't stopped them from harassing my friends with press for, press credentials. Uh, but you never know. It doesn't hurt to have a little name badge. It, it can certainly do things, uh, for, especially with bureaucrats that have never had an experience like that before. And in a lot of cases, most people don't uh, engage in this kind of activism. So most bureaucrats have never come across it. And the first time they do, if you do have a, a badge to flash, I think you're right, it will make a difference in a lot of cases. Yeah, and if they if they even you know get there and say, hey, I'm doing a story on this gentleman and you know his current beliefs, uh, not even that they're there supporting him, but try to make it as neutral as possible mm-hmm. that they are there supposedly as the media is supposed to do, just report and then let other people make up their mind instead of figuring out what they want to tell us. But that's a different story. Well said, sir. Any other ideas tonight? I think that's going to do it tonight. Thanks, Tim, for the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. If you want to make your own press badge, it's not a hard thing to do these days. Uh, pretty much any graphics program can do it for you. You can get uh, like a little laminate, one of those inserty laminate, laminate things at Walmart and get uh, a lanyard, hook that around your neck. And you can make yourself look kind of pressy that way. If you bim want to go, shalabim, you're a reporter. Exactly. Uh, if you want to go all out, there are websites where you can actually have them custom make you an ID card, and then you could take that ID card and put it into the laminate or something like that. That way, it'll look a little more professional. I don't think that's going to get the bureaucrat to sign the piece of paper that says that uh, that that he's being extorted. Oh no, he was talking about that for the people with the cameras. Understood. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a good not idea. A, it's not a magic pass. It's not going to work every single time. But the the fact is, these bureaucrats are used to seeing things like badges. They're used to seeing paperwork and, and things that look official. And so the more official you can look, the more uh, in the part that you can act, the more likely they are to accept your claims that, uh, that you are the press. And you are the press, darn it. If you've got a video camera, if you've got an audio recording device, if you've got a pen and a notepad, you're the press. And don't let them tell you otherwise. Don't let them try to tell right. you that just because you're not a uh, part of WFLA television or whatever, some of uh, some old media, big media right. um, station, that you aren't as uh, as much of the press as they are. That's nonsense. And, sure. and stand your ground. The, the, the fact is that TV station, you know, may have been uh, you know given a license by the uh, federal government. However. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at a newspaper, who gave them their license? They just started up and they happened to, you know, in, in the case of the St. Petersburg, the St. Pete Times yep. won the war against whatever other newspapers are around and the Tampa Tribune won the war against the other newspapers and uh, Bradenton Herald and uh, the Sarasota Herald Tribune. They don't have licenses. You're just as legitimate with your little blog on the Internet as they are. And if you get good footage of them trying to shut you down, you could promote your blog even more. Absolutely. Your blog will be that much more interesting. And you'll turn those bureaucrats into YouTube stars. Let's continue with Andrew in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live. Andrew. 
Andrew in Connecticut going once. Can you hear me? You are on the air. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, I, I also wanted to help. Uh, I think his name was Dave or David about um, the auto registration. I, they're just going to laugh at, uh, at him if he goes about it that way. I think um, I think what he should try and do is uh, communicate with them via um, the mail documentation, whether it be submitting affidavits or using uh, FOIA, Freedom of Information, and perhaps try playing dumb. Maybe you'll... Uh, You'll catch them giving up some uh, information that they not, might not normally would. But then the question is, well, so, so you got them to admit that you signed it under dis- duress or distress. What do you do with it from that point on? And I, I don't have the answer for that. I think it's just a protest. I mean, I went in and I paid uh, with dollar bills. What do I do now? Well, I'm going to have to pay again in another six months. So it's just something to generate some attention, something to put a YouTube video out there, something to show, hey, we're at least doing something here in New Hampshire. I thank you for the call. More on the way. Hour 2 is coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. On your feet! I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the U.S. military, reserves, or National Guard, you have special rights and privileges earned through your service to your country, including special VA loan programs not available to the general public. You could purchase a new home with no down payment or refi your home up to 100% of your home's equity. You've earned these benefits through your dedication and service. iFreedom Direct, a direct VA lender, can help you discover whether you and your property qualify. Get the details at varadio.com. That's varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. 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 This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It is the Saturday edition and it's the Independence Day edition of the program. Tonight it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We'll continue taking your calls about anything. That is the point of the program. We'll go to Mike in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Hello, Mike. You're on Free Talk Live. Freedom, huh? Yeah. Independence Day, right? That's right. Excellent. Yeah, um, you've talked a lot of things tonight. I really don't have the kind of point that, you know, you're probably looking for, but addressing that woman in Florida, you know, obviously she's a Republican. And, yes, um, just to recap, uh, she said that she believes that history will find George Bush to be a good president. And I if don't, not a conservative one. Yeah, I don't think that he did anything good. He uh, drama- dramatically increased the size of, uh, and scope and the intrusiveness of the government. But go ahead with your thoughts. Well, she brought up the word democracy. And, um, you know, democracy in Iraq is not the kind of democracy that... Uh, um, we would all hope to see it's kind of a it's a one party democracy. It's kind of more like communism because they don't allow other religions there but Islam. Well, you know, I, I don't really care how many parties there are. I don't want to see any democracy because, as Mark pointed out last hour, it's just two uh, two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner. It's majority rule. It's uh, you know might makes right. Basically, fifty one percent say what goes, and the forty other the other forty nine percent are enslaved to them. You know, the point is that. People can only base their decisions off the education and experiences they have. Sure. If they lack experience and lack education, 
or they have more propaganda than education, they're only going to act and think a certain way. Right, like the, like when she says that uh, the Iraqi people have been set free by George W. Bush. Uh, I don't Except think the, the dead ones. Right, I don't think the ones that are dead would uh, would agree, nor do I think the ones that have had their houses raided by American troops uh, and their, their daughter uh, raped and, and killed. Uh, I don't think that those Iraqis would feel the same way. But that's, again, that's right back to what you were saying about her, her not having any experience or anything more than just propaganda from her side of the, of the aisle. Right, and so, you know, the reason why the Tea Parties and what you guys are doing will fail miserably is because people do not have their spirits and their hearts right. And what I mean by that is, as I said before, your experiences and your education, will that's what you'll base your decision-making processes on. Um, most people in the a freedom movement or um, like you guys are involved in New Hampshire – you don't have your spirits and your heart in the right place. Where, where would the right place be for, for us well, in New Hampshire? I... Every, every bloody revolution and every change of government that's happened in the last thousand years, no one had their spirits and their hearts in the right place except for in 1776. Oh. That was because there was a major move of uh, reaffirmation of Christian thoughts and ideals. Oh, we here we go again. Not every Sorry. father was a Christian. You're... Right. The vast majority of the founding fathers, before you go on, the vast majority of the founding fathers were deists, though at least the big ones. Thomas Jefferson. People that didn't yeah, believe I mean, in Jesus Christ. You can history the way you want it, but oh, the God. point is they respected Christian principles and ideas. And, and when people fail to respect each other and they have selfish motives, any revolution or change in government policy will just end up in a more selfish government looking to feed itself instead of its friends and neighbors and fellow citizens, as the Christian um, faith says, you know, do unto your neighbors as you want done unto you. Do these to the least of these. Treat your enemy as your brother. And those principles are absent anywhere in any doctrine, any theology, any government, any form of philosophy in the world except for in the Christian philosophy. So if somebody wants to be something besides a Christian in our new, uh, you know, better United States, should they allow to be allowed to do that? Well, what did our founding fathers say? They said that they, they, they could, right? It's a freedom of religion. Right, because the, the Christian ideology or faith or religion or belief or philosophy, however you want to put it, is inclusive, not declusive. It includes everybody. It includes Native Americans. It includes... Um, That's not what you know, I heard today. Yeah, there was a Christian. I, I, hold on, Mark. There was I hear a Christian, the Christianity talk that sounds very exclusive. There was to a me. Christian lady that talked at uh, the Tea Party today, and she said she thinks the Muslims should go home. That didn't sound very inclusive. Again, education, experience. Uh, she's about, a Christian. How about the only way to uh, you know the only way to heaven is through Christ? I hear that kind of thing. That sounds exclusive. That's not exclusive. Sure it is. In there's no hey, other hey, way except this one. That's exclusive. My only way from here to New Hampshire is on a road straight to you guys. There are plenty of roads to New Hampshire. Drive towards China, I'll never get to you. The, 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 There's only absolute, one way to get you, to you. You actually will. You can go the, the direction of China and then get around all the way around and get to New Hampshire. Um, that's, shit. A, that's, a long, that's a long ways around, right? It doesn't change the fact that there are oh, other ways to New Hampshire. So, lots of roads lead to New Hampshire. Mike, and me, lots of roads no, lead to not heaven. Every road leads to New Hampshire. Oh, gosh. Look, Mike, let me see if I understand what you're saying here. You're saying that the New Hampshire Freedom Movement, that the, the Free State what Project... What you've done is, is you've turned my, my, my uh, thought process in that we need to be inclusive, we need to love each other, we need to not be selfish, 
and you've turned that into a hate towards God, and then you direct it towards me. I no, don't know what I you're talking about. I'm a Quaker, man. You got, you got I'm just telling you. going on right now. You're spouting it out flames. I, I'm not. <laughs> Nobody's listened to a word I've said. I, I tried to the speak reason I'm you flaming you is you, you are propagating the, the myth that this nation was founded on Christian principles, when in fact the founding fathers, were, uh, many of them were deists. Founded on Islamic principles? Oh, because it's not Christian, Can it's I Islamic? Point something out. Can I point something out here? Just one moment. Between the both... Hey, 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 hold on a second here, Mike. Let me point something out. Mark, you calm down. Okay, I'm not a Christian. I'm a pantheist. I'm a Quaker. Uh, and I have to say that I don't think you even understand what you're talking about. Because when... The, wait, excuse me, Mike. Excuse me, sir. Hang on. Let me run this by you, and then we'll see what you have to say. When they put me in a jail cell for my tenants having a couch in their lawn for a weekend and then I was let out, what I did was I forgave the woman that snitched on me. And I forgive the government bureaucrats for doing what they're doing. And that seems like a very Christian thing to do. It is a very turning of the other cheek sort of thing. I do love my enemies and I want them to understand what liberty is all about. I don't hate them. I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to bring harm to them or their uh, their families or anything like that. So I don't know, really know where you get that from. Uh, from what I've seen, this movement here is a very inclusive, uh, very loving movement of people that span the, uh, the range from a Christian to Muslim, to uh, to atheist, to, to Quaker, to all over the place here in New Hampshire. So what do you have to say to that? Well, then I would stand corrected because you just said that uh, if unless we're inclusive, unless we treat each other according to Christian principles, uh, we're not going to get anywhere. And you just said you did that. So yeah, I would so say that thank you for actually listening. Thank you for actually listening to what I have to say. I, I appreciate that, and I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. I don't know what all the Christian principles are, but I do like the idea of, you know, uh, being peaceful and uh, and loving your neighbor and, and loving your enemies and, and turning the other cheek. I like all that stuff, but the, the whole thing about this being a Christian nation and all that is nonsense. Yeah, you know, it, I, I guess I've, I've got a lot of bitterness as far as it goes towards the average yeah. Christian church. And the reason is, is because I grew up in them... And and as far as I can tell, they're a bunch of backbiters. Um, they, they don't believe the things that they say. And also that Christianity's morphed into something that it never was, that Christ didn't intend. And the vast majority of yeah. Christians, that you just can't, you can't even talk to them about it. No. You know, one other thing I want to point out that he mentioned a couple times and neither of us jumped on, and, uh, and he's gone now, obviously, but uh, the selfish thing. The idea that anybody could be selfless, that anybody could be without one's self. It's it's absolutely absurd, and it doesn't take very long. It doesn't take a lot of digging to to understand this. You cannot be selfless. Even the most apparently on the on their front selfless acts of giving to charities and things like that are inherently selfish things. Because the reason you give to charity is not just to help people out, but also to make you feel good. It feels good to help people, and that's okay. It's all right to be selfish. You have to be selfish in order to live another day. If you're not selfish, you wouldn't feed yourself. If you're not selfish, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't do anything for yourself. But you have to if you want to continue on in this life. If you want to be able to help people, you have to help yourself first. How, what good are you if you haven't built yourself up to the point where you can then help other people? I don't want help from some homeless guy. He's got nothing to help me with. I, you know, I, I heard a very, very wise phrase, which is everything that everyone does in their entire life, they do in order to make themselves feel better. Absolutely. Whether it's for money or for love or for, for religion or for, for whatever reason. Whatever. 
Everything you do is selfish. You can't deny that. Whether that uh, whether that feeling good is short-term or long-term. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free. It's the Independence Day Saturday edition of the show. We are here in the studio taking your calls about anything, as we always are. It's Ian with you tonight. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the wiki. Over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive for free. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. Are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. I've used it. It is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. LLCs. Use code FTL if you want to save 10 additional dollars off your order. It's LegalZoom.com code FTL. All right, let's continue taking your calls about anything. And we'll go to John listening in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. John. John, Texas, going once. Yeah, how are you guys doing this Independence Day? John, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, Well, I was going to call and ask how your um, uh, state project was going. The... uh, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, the government's going to crumble tomorrow, and uh, we're declaring uh, secession, uh, independence. Uh, We'll be gone from the United States by the end of the week. Okay, it's not going that well, uh, not that that well, but it's going pretty darn well, all things considered. It's the best activist movement uh, for liberty in the uh, the world, from what I can tell. We've got hundreds of people that have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. They are getting active in various different areas, from the political to the outside the system to creating media. And, of course, we just came back last week. We were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival at this time, and we had a great time with, again, hundreds of like-minded people. There is no other movement like this, and it's just incredible what it's accomplished in in what are essentially its early days. I mean, the uh, the Free State Project hasn't even officially begun as far as the, the, the official move yet. So all the people that are here now are what's considered early movers, and we've really had a lot of success so far. So, like, right now, at this point, are you all, like, um, getting together in, like, one particular area or county or several counties? Um, Yes and no. Um, Uh, Yeah, to some extent. But, you know, when the state um, the state gives charters to towns and counties at its pleasure. The state is the in in the United States of America. The state is supposed to be the the sovereign form of government. As a matter of fact, the United States is a collection of states. And they give a certain amount of, uh, of power to the federal government. So the state decides whether a town or, or county or, um, exists, and you really can't manage to make a freedom movement work by collecting in, say, a town or a county. Oh, I disagree with that. I think you absolutely could make it That's work. What you're you talking about keen, is politically. My town doesn't even have ordinances. What all right? you're talking about, Mark, is you don't believe you can make it work politically because the state could pull it. If you took like took over a town, that the state could just pull the township and you know, add it to something else. But I think that, yes, you could make it work if you had enough concentration in one area and that's generally the concept behind the new hampshire the, the idea of just moving to new hampshire period but i think having concentration in a in a, in a more uh, d- defined area in new hampshire is also valuable because eventually you could just have people declare their own independence and say screw you to the federal government what are you going to do about it we've got you know a few thousand people here you're going to arrest us all i think that there are there is strength in numbers and so to answer your question uh john i would say that no there's no particular area that is more popular than any other other, but there are a few that are kind of vying for uh, for movers. I would say that the Keene area in which we live, 
uh, is a, one of the more popular ones where kind of more outside the system types are attracted, though we're starting to see some more political uh, people coming here to the Keene area. The, of course, the real hardcore politicos are moving up to Concord, which is, of course, the capital of New Hampshire, and that way they have right. easy, easy access to the state house and things like that. Uh, and then Manchester, of course, is the biggest city, if you want to call it that, 100,000 people. Manchester is the biggest area, so naturally it's attracting a good mix of a variety of, uh, of different activists. Uh, so there's, you know, there's some hot spots in, and even Grafton right now, uh, the kind of a little teeny little town with like 1500 people, uh, they're having the burning porcupine festival up there this weekend where activists are getting together and camping out and, uh, and enjoying one another's company. And I would say Grafton has the highest per capita activist per regular people ratio than any other place in the, in the, uh, the state of New Hampshire. So there's I, I a lot of choices. I guess what I was saying, like if you were concentrating in a particular county or something like that, that you would get enough people in there that then you could become, uh, you know, a political power within the uh, – and be able to, if you will, slide people into uh, city councils, county commissioners, judges, and, and that type of situation where uh, you wouldn't have a – establishment you know here you have all these activists moving in but you have an establishment if i can use that term government you know who's looking at pounding on people when they get out of line uh i guess that case of that uh young man who uh got thrown in jail for videoing the uh i guess the uh, lobby of the courthouse or something like that and you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Unfortunately, judges in New Hampshire are appointed by the governor. Uh, so it is, as Mark was uh, okay. saying, it's a very top-down kind of uh, governance in, in New Hampshire. And that's one of the reasons they picked uh, that the Free State Project picked a very low-populated state. And unfortunately, in the case of New Hampshire, it's a, you know, it's, it's a pretty small state geographically, so there is, it isn't too far to travel. But you, know, that, you really don't have to take over a government. The town I live in... I've I've got the ordinances at my house. There are 33 pages of them. You think, Grafton has no zoning whatsoever. That's so true. You can move to a place in New Hampshire that is very, very small government already. Uh, but that yeah. said, uh, the, the reason I chose to move to Keene, which is the highest tax rate of, uh, of all of New Hampshire, was because I understood that I was interested in a challenge. I didn't come here for a cakewalk. And, uh, of course, I think most activists know that this is not going to be a cakewalk uh, anyway. They slice the activism. Most here. of there's, them rent. There's a, lot, uh, there's a lot to do here in New Hampshire. And wherever you end up, there are activists that are already there and more are coming soon i highly recommend you visit freestateproject.org head over into the forums in there and, and poke around and see what you can learn on uh, thanks for uh, thanks for your interest any other thoughts um no well i was just saying it's unfortunate the economy took such a downturn while you're trying to get this project going because i know that's probably making it more challenging I suppose for somebody that's out there... There's uh, more jobs in New Hampshire than there are in most states. So. It's a healthy economy up here compared to the rest of the, a lot of the rest of the country up here because of the, small, uh, the smaller government. I mean, New Hampshire has a uh, per, uh, as far as per regular people to bureaucrat ratio, the smallest bureaucrat ratio of all of the 50 states, I believe. So New, New Hampshire is superlative on a lot of lists. Yeah, it counts. It's one yeah, of the healthiest... Texas, think, go ahead. You know, it was interesting that uh, when Governor Rick Perry jumped up and... Was kind of gapping about, uh, you know, maybe secession and sedition. And, and, I, and he actually said it, and it was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know. And But then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, he said that. Why is he saying that? You know, 
because uh, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw Right. He's just pandering like any politician yeah. would. I mean, he's in front of a crowd. That was at one of the Tea Party things. So he was in front of a crowd that would have, you know, really liked him for saying something like that. So like any politician, he says what he's uh, he says what's going to get him friends. That's what politicians do. And I agree oh, yeah. with you. Definitely I, don't trust him. Yeah. No, no, because, like, you know, if he lands on his head, he just bounces off. <laughs> Thanks, John, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and, and definitely keep your eyes on what's happening here in New Hampshire. There's a lot of excitement. Uh, of course, some of the best ways to get connected are online. Obviously, you're going to hear a lot if you listen to Free Talk Live over time about what's happening here. But the best way to get plugged in is to uh, to go to ObscuredTruth.com, RidleyReport.com. Those are two great video websites that will kind of give you windows into the world of activism here nhfree.com, there's a forum there. Forum.freekeen.com will give you kind of a window into what's happening here in Keen. Of course, freekeen.com is a site that I'm a blogger on, and there's a lot of video and audio and fun stuff there. More on the way, you bring up anything, the Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building, perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Independence Day edition of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is also, by the way, the Saturday edition of the show, and we are here live talking to you about anything. RepublicMagazine.tv. Are you missing the real news? Get informed and stay informed with Republic Magazine. You can get a free cop, free digital copy now online or order a print subscription at republicmagazine.tv. That's republicmagazine.tv or you can call 800-873-1620. It's 800-873-1620. All right, toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. We've got archives. Uh, so if you missed a moment of the show, just go and click and download. In fact, they go back for an entire year. You'll get them free at freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your calls about absolutely anything and talk to Brian listening to WFLA in Florida. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I want to first thank you for uh, sharing our celebration of independence with us online I'd like to remind everybody, this isn't a day that it was granted or given or gained. It's a day we took independence. Yes, indeed. A, a declaration of independence, which I think is, uh, it's, I think we're long overdue for another one, don't you? <laughs> I see it coming, and I see it coming faster and faster every day. Um, and that's actually part of what, what I wanted to touch with you guys is that, uh, you know, here in Florida, uh, you know, I've run for public office. I've actually been blessed to serve uh, the people of Broward County in a, in a few capacities. And, uh, you know, trying to implement smaller government and more sensible government uh, here has left me and, and a lot of other friends who've, who've done the same as I uh, in a position where the retaliation is just insane. What kind of retaliation? What do you mean? Well, for instance, I ran for city council uh, in Plantation, Florida. Okay. Uh, Five years ago, and six months after the race, and I did not win that race. Mm -hmm. Six months after the race, uh, I had code enforcement looking at every little detail of my house. Oh and, boy! Uh, 
And and I hear these stories so consistently. Sometimes I'm like, okay, well, maybe the side of my house was a little messy. So they wrote me up for the side of my house. Okay, so they go after me a little bit for this, but I hear the story from many other people, and not just in our city, but in, in all of our urban cities here. Uh, it's a tactic that they seem comfortable with. Absolutely. This is not uncommon. Uh, it's not just a Florida thing. It happens all over the place where if somebody, call, uh, somebody is uh, running in a political election and they possibly are a threat to the establishment, then the good old boys network kicks into high gear and they will do whatever it takes to, uh, to scare you from continuing down that path. And it sounds to me like uh, they were definitely coming after you. It, it definitely seemed like that. And what I've chosen to do is take the idealism that, that I carry and apply it in the free market. And uh, my wife and I have opened our own business, and we support other small business owners and entrepreneurs. And, uh, of course, in the recent turns in the market, I've I found it uh, really beneficial to identify with my customers, helping them to join in the network and providing uh, folks uh, introductions for jobs and perhaps introductions for collaborations. And, and it's been very rewarding. One of the things I wanted to touch with you guys is as a business owner, and I provide a weekly service to folks, is how to incorporate uh, you know, currency and barter exchanges in, in a way that, that won't get me in trouble or won't get me raided for using Liberty Dollars or, or things like that. And I'm very interested in, in, in the event of a collapse of, of how the government wants to manage things that me and my neighbors can care for one another still. It's a good question. So you're concerned in that if you bring Liberty Dollars, which are an alternative uh, form of currency that is actually real silver, real gold, uh, value-backed currency, that uh, that if you begin doing too much business, that you'll be targeted by, like, the feds or something? Correct. It's a legitimate well, concern considering the Liberty Dollar Home Office was raided back in November of 2007, but there have been right. no further uh, raids or attacks. And nobody who has accepted the Liberty Dollars has uh, been given any, you know, given any problems at all, or anyone who has used them. It's only the uh, the organization itself. So you can, for your products and services, you can accept anything you want, uh, you know. So that there's nothing I don't think that the federal government can do to you there. Yeah. And as long as you're exchanging Liberty Dollars with people, and these are you know real real silver um as long as you're exchanging them and people understand what you're doing you're not trying to pass them off uh ian you used to give a business card every time you paid with them so that uh, if anybody had any any problem with their bank or whatever you'll come back and buy them sure that was me as uh, as a user of, of giving them to businesses he's talking about running it from a business side and sure so he can accept them and and, you and know, give them his change perhaps sure. as well um also there's an organization called the uh the Open currency exchange uh, that uh, uses Liberty dollars and many and several other types of uh, you know silver value-backed currencies um, that in a barter situation where you can kind of move between the barter exchanges and the silver currency kind of fluidly. And the name of that again? You said it was Open Currency. Open Currency Exchange. Okay. I think it's American. I thought it was the American Open Currency Standard. I, um, American Open AOCS. Currency. Yep, you're right. Did you get that, Brian? I'm writing it down. Thank you right, so much. Good. And, you know, that, that's why I kind of wanted to hear how your experiences went in terms of when you bring into the community. Because I, I have yet to come across a retailer who offers uh, alternative currencies. Uh, Most of them hadn't business. thought about it yet. 
you know, I mean, they there are there are uh, alternative currencies out there, and most of them are essentially uh, coupons that you buy <laughs> and can exchange for you know a higher value or whatever. But uh, local, uh, a lot of local retailers will use these kind of things if they if they uh, understand them. And if you're dealing with if you can do business with the business owner. I think that you it, you can pretty easily convince them that to, to take silver, which is at you know something like I don't know seventeen eighteen dollars an ounce right now, uh, in exchange for pretty flat rate. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful, Very and, good. and and I'm encouraged to hear that uh, that this is a common tactic. As I'm starting to find more and more folks locally where it's happening, and uh, and realizing that that I'm not alone here with them coming after my house has to be perfect now, or they're going to hang me. Well, you know, uh, at some point, it may be worthwhile if you're looking at doing more of the political thing to uh, bring a little bit of attention to yourself by refusing to uh, to go along with their demands. I mean, if they just keep coming along and putting hoops up for you to jump through at some point, I would think you'd get tired of doing that and just, you know, put your foot down and say, this is absurd. Stop this. I'm Go ahead and put me in jail. You know, force the, uh, the taxpayers to pay uh, however many thousands of dollars to put me in a jail cell if you have the ability to go th- uh, to go through something like that it could be a pretty powerful statement and it, it's definitely a, a step to be taken <laughs> something to think about thanks for the call tonight dude good luck and let us Thank know how the, the silver uh, thing at your business works out I, I hope it does for you i think that uh, the folks over at the liberty dollar would would say that offering silver as change to your customers or being able to take silver as an alternative payment option uh, could really help bring you some, you know, could really build a kind of a community. Uh, could help bring you new customers or at least keep your customers uh, loyal, more loyal to your business because that's real value that you're handing out to people. That's Not to great. mention it's just another service. I remember I was at a, a store in Italy in 1998 or something like that. And, uh, you know, I, I paid in dollars because I didn't have any lira on me at the time. And they offered me change in either lira or dollars. They had both on hand, mm-hmm. and they just made, you know, hey, would you like the change in lira or would like would you like the change in dollars? Choices are good. I took the change in lira at the time because I figured I'd be in Italy for a few more days. I'd be able to spend it. And I loved all those zeros that they had on them. <laughs> Let's go to ladies first. Carmen in Florida listening to WFLA. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Carmen. Nice to talk to you. Hey there. What's on your mind tonight? Well, listen, have you ever heard about the plight of the notch babies? I have not. Do you know what a notch baby is? No idea. No, we have some notches here in New Hampshire, but they're, they're like a mountain range. What, what are the notch no, babies? No, no, no. Wait a minute. These are military people that serve in the war, World War II. Okay. All right. Okay. You know, when the Social Security was established, you know, the Social Security? Now, people, military people, they were born from 1920 to 1926. 1926, they were cheated out. I mean, they gave them the Social Security, but not what they were supposed to get. So they kept saying, you know, as the years went by, the notch babies, they're going to receive some money. I'm not interested in the money. What I'm interested about, interested in, <laughs> there's about three million of them. I am. I want you to tell the tell me more about this in a moment, Carmen. We'll bring you back. Eight hundred two five. Hang on. We'll bring you back. All right. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I'm nailed to the clock. There's nothing I can do. Uh, Carmen, more with her, and we'll find out more about the notch babies, whatever that is. Uh, it sounds like a baby's born between a certain year period. But we'll find out more. Free talk live. 
is Free Talk Live. It is the live Independence Day edition of the program. As always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And the toll-free number for you to bring up whatever's on your mind is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, and get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, Carmen is uh, still with us. Carmen, listening to WFLA in Florida. And what you're talking about are the Notch Babies. And as I understand it, they're a, a set of people that were born between certain years. Is that right, Carmen? 1920, uh-huh. 1926. And the government, uh, you're, you're saying there's something about Social Security that went on within the, with these particular people? In, yeah. Can you explain that a these little more people, for me? Wait a minute. These people were military people, you know. Right. And they're supposed to get like $5,000. Uh, you know, I don't express myself too well. This is the first time that I've been on That's the okay. Talk show. That's all right. It's and just then us. They, what's the word? I speak Spanish too, and I get confused. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, see what it is. I remember my husband spent 31 years in the Air Force, mm-hmm. and every so often he'd say, "Oh, he would talk about the Notch Babies," and he used to tell me, "I'm one." My husband was born in 1926, 1920. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And when were you born, Carmen? You were born in 26? joined the Army because at that time the Air Force was called um, Army or something. Yeah, it was, it was under the Army. I'm it was the Air Corps. In, listen, well, anyway, <laughs> I used to hear every so often, and I forgot about it. He, he died nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that. So I was thinking about this thing because I've been getting letters from a committee that they're trying to, um, how do you say it, uh, help the, the Notch Babies. In the the dependents, and <laughs> anyway, they keep saying in order for us to do this because we got so many people, congressmen, and they not name all these people. They're interested in it, and I keep thinking, why are they doing it now? Why did they forget these people? Well, that's a good question, Carmen, and I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Why are they doing it now? Well, first of all, I don't know if they're doing anything. It sounds to me like you're getting letters from a group of people that wants to do something, so whether or not anything will actually end up happening is is another question. It sounds to me like uh, she believes that they owe her more because of this whole Notch Baby thing, some sort of... You read me something from Wikipedia, Mark. It's like they messed up the calculations on Social Security for a certain period of years, and then they had to fix it, and then they did something to... Anyway, there was a lot of money. The explanation didn't have anything to do with military. I don't know whether there's some other notch babies out there. I'm not gonna. I don't know. But But the fact is, the uh, the government can make promises to you and break them with impunity. Yeah, that's what you need to understand. Anybody, whether you're a notch baby or you were born yesterday, uh, everybody needs to understand that uh, the government doesn't care about you. And that uh, anything that they promise you, they can go back on their word later on down the line. So whether it's taking care of the military veterans or taking care of the notch babies or whoever it is, if they just decide, you know, eh, 
we don't really feel like uh, honoring our agreement. There's not a darn thing you can do about right. it. Right. They're a bunch of crooks, and let me tell yes. you why. Um, Bernie Madoff, they just put him in prison for 150 years, mm. an 80-year-old man. Ponzi scheme, running they a Ponzi it. scheme. Yeah. What is a Ponzi scheme? Everybody's calling it a Ponzi scheme. They don't sure. know. They just know that it's a, well, it's it's crooked. Here's what a Ponzi scheme is. You get people to give you money. You say that you're giving uh, you're giving them whatever percent, say 12, 15% interest on their money, and they can have it back anytime they want, and you get as many people to to give you money as possible. And when people take money out, you give them whatever they're supposed to get, but you just keep on getting more and more money. And, and it becomes very top-heavy. Yeah, it, it continues to work until you don't have enough money to pay out to the people who uh, are asking for it. If they never, If they think they're getting all this money, they're going to keep money with you so they won't ask for a payout. That's what Social Security is. Exactly. Social Security is the largest Ponzi scheme in the world. Now, why are we putting themselves. the politicians in prison for 150 years? Because they run the prisons. Because they're the, the government scam. and they do what they want. Yep. You know, and, and they it. say that the only people that are exempt from Social Security are pastors. It's not true. I, I work for myself and I don't pay Social Security and I've never heard of anybody going to prison for not paying Social Nor Security. Nor have I. I don't pay Social Security either. If you're paying and I don't Social want Security, it. it's unfortunate. You're likely working for, for uh, if you're working for yourself, you're paying Social Security for no good reason at all. Um, but if you're working for somebody else, I don't know how you're going to get out of it, but it's. It's just a big waste of money. When I'm when I'm old enough to get Social Security, it's not going to be enough to buy the, the dog food. That's if the federal government's still around at that time. Yep. All right, so don't count on the feds to do anything they tell you they're going to do. Let's go. You got to count on yourself. You can only rely on you and maybe your loved ones. Save your money. But beyond that, uh, that's it. All right, so let's go to your calls about whatever you want. Talk to Mike in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hey, hey guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I was at the uh, tea party in Philadelphia today with uh, Stefan Molyneux and Larkin Rose. Stefan Molyneux made an appearance at a at a tea party. Well, it was actually called a re-tea party. Hmm. Uh, there was a tea party before it, you know, one of the mainstream types, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, about thirty forty five minutes later, uh, they had what's called a re-tea party with four speakers. Uh, Larkin Rose, you know him. Yes, uh, anti-tax, uh, or rather tax-freedom advocate Larkin Rose. Uh, he's a heroic guy. Correct. Uh, and then Stefan Molyneux, a guy named Walter Reddy. Uh, and then the last speaker, whom I wasn't there for, was to be uh, Michael Benarek. And Michael Benarek actually was the last speaker at the Tea Party. And then he was also going to speak at the Re-Tea Party. Okay. And so what about but- it? Well, it was good. It was good. I'm sure. I'm surprised. That I checked the internet tonight. It has not been posted to uh, to YouTube yet, but uh, I'm sure it will be uh, uh, pretty soon. Uh, there was a pretty good crowd there, about maybe uh, 200 people or so. So not as large as the you know the mainstream Tea Party, but still a, a pretty good crowd there. I think that's great news that uh, that the Liberty people are out there organizing their their own competing uh, Tea Party events. So anything that you wanted to highlight from it, or just Calling to say it was fun. Yeah, and then and then also I don't know if you know tomorrow uh, Stefan Molyneux is going to be debating uh, Michael Benarek in uh, in one of the universities in Philadelphia. That should be uh, awesome. Yeah, that'll be a, a fireworks in its own right. Yeah, the topic topic is going to be how much government is necessary. Who is behind this? Who's putting this together? You know, I'm not sure. I have a flyer that I picked up from it, but I don't have it right at hand, so I don't know. Well, there if you, was find, a, out, uh, if you find 
if you find out, let us know, because it sounds like something like once the uh, video of this does hit the Internet, it sounds like it'll be something our, our audience will be interested in. Yeah, yeah. And then I also – oh, by the way, there were, I saw a guy wearing a uh, uh, Free State Project T-shirt there. Excellent. Very good, sir. Thank so. you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's one thing that the Tea Parties are good for is an outreach opportunity for yeah. liberty-minded people. These are people with uh, with at least a somewhat open mind. Uh, they're they're certainly dis, uh, dis, disinterested in the federal government at this time, so there's no better time for uh, for you to reach out to them, whether it's with Free Talk Live flyers or with Free State Project information or, as we did here in uh, in Keene, we did uh, with our Free Keene flyers. And actually, the uh, there were some anarchists there with their flyers as well. So let's continue with your calls about whatever you want. Keith is listening in Buried at WSNO. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh Testing, testing. You are on the air, Keith. What's yeah. on your mind tonight? Um, I got an interesting family tree. Okay. See, on my mother's matrilineal side is French-Canadian, because she grew up in a hardworking farming community in French Canada. And then a couple of years later, she moved with uh, some relatives over to Vermont, and she learned English in order to become an American. Okay. And uh, then she married my father, who's a, who, who did some military service overseas. And um, when I was growing up, uh, when I went to school, I uh, wanted to learn the language of my, mo- of my, uh, of my mother's side of the family. So I uh, uh, took a class in the Parisian dialect of uh, French language in order to earn credits for uh, graduation from school. Yeah. And my mom used to puzzle over the words because she grew up speaking Canadian dialect of French, which is a slangier dialect than the metropolitan French they speak over in Europe. Okay. So did you call to tell us about your family history tonight? Or? grammar, if you don't mind. What about grammar? Like, what? A grammar, the two different versions of the French language. Like if you go to French Canada over the border from here in Vermont <laughs> and you use the word... Uh, Lee Shar. Uh oh. For a uh, for the uh, word for uh, automobile. That's not a naughty word, is it, Keith? Yeah, automobile it comes from the Latin word caris for chariot, for chariot. So there you go. Now you know more about Steve, whoever he and is, his, uh, and his, uh, his lineage, his grammar. Well, at least so he can call in about anything. You really can. Thanks for the call. Uh, hour number three is on the way. <laughs> 800-259-9231. This is the Independence Day edition of Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Saturday night, and we're here with you. It's Ian. And Mark. Uh, And it is Independence Day, so uh, just to let you know, we are actually live and taking your calls. Don't be fooled. Those other talk shows, they don't want to work on holidays, but we're here as often as possible, whether it's Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve or Independence Day. We are are here as much as we can be for you. All right. We are expecting at some point here uh, tonight a special guest caller, a man who has truly declared independence, uh, but uh, since he's not on the line... I'm not going to announce him. I don't want to jinx it. Otherwise, we're going to continue with your call. Steve is in Florida listening to WFLA. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Steve just dropped. Steve is gone. Let's try Gavin across the pond in the U.K. Gavin, are you there, sir? Gavin? I am indeed. How are you? And it sounds like you're calling through some bizarro Internet service that doesn't sound so great. But go ahead, Gavin, with your thoughts. Is it sounding okay now? It sounds like... um, just it sounds like garbage. a tin can with a black hole in it. Yeah, are you are you what are you calling with? Skype. Oh gosh. You know, I don't think we can I don't think we can let this go on. It's just it's intolerably bad. Um sorry about that. Thanks for the call. Uh 800-259-9231. So, we will continue here and we'll try Tom listening to WFTL in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, Tom. Hey guys, happy Fourth of July! Tom, and happy Independence Day to you. First, one of y'all, I just stumbled onto you, and I'd, I'd like to stumble onto you more often. Well, you're listening to WFTL down there on the East Coast, right? Uh, well, whatever it is in Tallahassee, I'll put it that way. Oh, you're in Tallahassee. Okay, sometimes our board operators uh, get the call letters uh, a little confused. You're you're listening to WFLA FM uh, there in Tallahassee, which would be Saturday nights from seven to ten o'clock. You can get us, and if you like what you're hearing, then call the program director next week. And this applies to anybody that's listening to a station that only airs the Saturday show, and ask real nice like for our weekday show because we do this stuff six days a week. So welcome aboard. It's a relatively new show for uh, our Tallahassee audience. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Okay. Well, I appreciate the information. I'll definitely, um, you know, make the call. I'd like to hear more of you to say the very least. You hit one of my hot buttons earlier, but I got my own. Um, I'm a retired state employee. I used to work for the Department of Revenue. And uh, just recently, I was one of the people that brought up a whole, how would I say, a, a rigmarole with a a building that the state workers worked in that was mold infested that they weren't it I was in it for fourteen years. And uh I finally got all the my friends and those people out of there after like I said, about a two year, three, four year fight. But the big thing now is it looks like the they are retaliating against the more senior workers, the single parents and uh like that by what they're doing, um they're telling them if they take sick leave, which is granted to them, so many hours per month, they will be out of what they call out of adherence, and they could be possibly disciplined and later fired. And I'm just wondering if you all got some guidelines who maybe we can go to and get some um, assistance with this. Well, it's hard for me to want to help anybody that works for the state. Well... Uh, these are good working people. I mean, I know. Well, they them. should get a good job uh, where they're not they're, uh, extracting you know. money from people. Well, it, it, you know, we. It, 
I don't know. It's it's such a difficult dilemma on this because you want good people working um, in for a you know on a dangerous and violent organization if you can get them, but at the same time, you know you've it, it, you don't want people treated unfairly. I really don't yeah, know that's what. That's correct. Well, the the part the, the part of the agency that I worked for was called Taxpayer Services, and we actually <laughs> helped the taxpayers when they had problems filing their. Now, this is state taxes, this is not the IRS. So is this uh, and we help people, you know, basically answer questions on their tax returns. Now wait a minute, wait, wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. State thought, taxes in wait a minute, wait, wait. You're in Florida. There's no income tax. Uh, there's no state income tax there. What do you? Re- what taxes are you referring to? This this would be like sales tax, okay. uh, document tax, uh, workman's compensation, such as that. Now, this is just, you know, the regular old block all sales tax. We were the people that when you had a problem, if you were a business and you had uh, had problems on your on your tax returns to us, it, you know, you didn't understand why it was this much or why you needed to pay this, these are the people that you, that you talk yeah, to. Yeah, you know, I see where you're coming from, and I... I... Here's here. I know this is your first time listening to the show, so I hope you don't take this uh, the wrong way. But I, I think that anybody that's working for an agency with a monopoly over coercive force uh, doesn't really deserve any help in my book. They're out there fle- uh, working for an agency, the, the government, that is stealing money from people. I know you call it taxes, and I know the government people will say, well, it's not stealing when we do it. Uh, but if I decide as a business owner in Florida, and, and I was born and raised in, in Sarasota, by the way, uh, if I decide that I don't want to collect tax for my customers because I think taxes are immoral and theft, uh, then there's not really going to be any help for me, is there? Because they're going to want to put me in a jail cell and shut my business down, won't they? Oh, I mean, I, I agree with you 100% on this. Oh, wow. You know, just because I'm, you know, I work while I, I, I have a retirement coming from at and I got laid off by them in 1984. <clears throat> but the thing that, that I understand where you're coming from, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I go to the fair tax rallies every chance I get. I'm part of that organization. Uh, I fight, you know, for, for limited taxation, limited government. I think the government has got its nose state, all, all forms of government, got their nose stuck where it doesn't belong all the time. You know, less government means better government to me. Uh, okay, it sounds like we're uh, we're pretty much on the same page, uh, Mark. I think you probably would be like a hundred percent in agreement with I, this guy. I am, and I certainly don't think people should be forced to to work in mold infested buildings. I don't care who they work for. Yeah, I I really wouldn't know They're where not it, forced. I guess people shouldn't. Uh, you, you, you know, if you're gonna have a building, don't have mold in it. Yeah, it makes it makes sense to me. As far as what you can do about it, I honestly have no idea. Get in touch no with idea. a lawyer. I, w- I would say, uh, because that's the system, right? You're working within the system. The system is designed a certain way, and the lawyers are the ones that know the legal language. They know the legalese. They know the ins and outs of, of that. Uh, I would say that brings bring somebody on board that can scare these bureaucrats that are trying to scare you. See, they're trying to use their power on you and your friends, the, your, your coworkers, uh, in trying to intimidate you. That's all and government so, is, gang warfare. Right, the only thing they understand uh, in return would be a, an, another kind of uh, upping step stepping it up and, and coming back at them and saying, well, we're not going to be cowed. Uh, we've got ourselves our own uh, our own lawyer, and so go at it. Uh, that's what I would say to you, and I thank you for the call tonight, and I'm glad you're listening to the show. Appreciate hearing from you there. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Charlie in Kentucky, listening to WKCT. Hello, Charlie. How are we doing? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, the lady with the notch baby uh, issue... Uh, 
I know what she's talking about. I've, I've got a relative that was in that same situation, and what they do is is, is they, they cut about a third of your Social Security if you were born in that particular notch because, like you said, some accounting error. And the people that are trying to help her probably are someone that are telling her to send her money to, to uh, you know, further the cause. But it occurred to me when I heard that, uh, I like your show. Uh, I like what you guys stand for. That might be a good rallying point to for you to uh, recruit more people. People, I'm, you know, I'm irritated about it. I, you know, I'll probably never get the money. It probably, you know, it's not that big a deal. But just the fact that the that the government does that to people. It it does it to all kinds of groups of people. I mean, veterans. It, it, uh, oh, the veterans get screwed over ro- royally. And you're right. State. It is a Ponzi scheme. Yep. So security's a Ponzi scheme. And, and by the way, I will call my radio station because we only get you on Saturday and it's a sundowner, so you've already gone out the air here, but I'd like to hear more of you. Well, thank, thank you. you for that. Uh, Chad's a nice guy over there, the program director, and I'm sure he'd appreciate hearing from you. And, and you're yeah. right. Uh, when, the, when the state does attack people, uh, that's usually the best time to recruit them into the liberty movement because that's when they, you know, that's when all of their illusions are shattered. Uh, exactly. they, they may have believed their entire life that government is here to help, uh, right. and then when the government hurts them, or hurts a family member or hurts a close friend, then it becomes a uh, real crystal clear to them that maybe all is not as it always seemed. You guys keep up the good work. Thank you, Charlie, for the call tonight. I appreciate you uh, in advance calling the station. Uh, 1-800-259-9231 is our toll-free number, brought to you by SACL CAI. It's my understanding uh, Gavin in the U.K. is back with a better-sounding connection. We'll try him back here in a moment, and we'll also take your calls about anything. Still expecting, I, th- I think the guest was trying to call in, but... Maybe we'll have him, maybe we won't. There's a man in India who has uh, basically renounced his citizenship, and I thought it would make for an interesting Independence Day interview. Now that I've mentioned it, he probably won't call, and I've probably jinxed it. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. It is the Saturday edition, also the Independence Day edition of the program. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231, and that is brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. And the features include the bulletin board system, over 450,000 posts for you to surf around through. There's a lot to talk about there. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Perhaps you may own or know someone who has a company that is struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked, sidetracked by the arduous tasks of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side, SACL CAI. So it is the Independence Day edition of the program, and while I mentioned it earlier, we haven't really had a chance to expound upon the fact that when you listen to the news, when you watch uh, television today, when you're around other people today, you'll constantly hear people refer to this as the 4th of July. And I think it the, certainly is the 4th of it July, is the 4th of July, but they'll call it that as though the holiday is called the 4th of July. And I think that that really is something that benefits the status of the world, the people that uh, that want to control others, those uh, power mongering sickos out there, because if you just call it the 4th of July, then everybody will forget that it's actually Independence Day. That's the the 
the actual name of the holiday. And of course, Independence Day is all about uh, de- declaring independence originally from uh, from Britain. But I think, as I said earlier, it's high time that uh, independence was declared again. And I don't mean at some some federal level. I mean on an individual level. Yeah, it'd be nice if uh, if all people in one state decided to declare independence, but I don't know how likely that is to be. So I wanted to to highlight somebody who did something outstanding uh, within the last couple weeks. We talked about him earlier this week on the show, and I'd sent out uh, an email and uh, wanted to get him on here because I thought it would be an ideal guest for an Independence Day edition of the program, and he is with us. His name is Jeff Nabel, and uh, you can tell we've got a, a bit of a long-distance kind of talk-back echoey thing going on here, so hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to have a good conversation because, Jeff, you're actually in India right now, and it was earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago that you decided to do an unusual declaration of independence in, in a way. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you did uh, back on, I believe it was the 20th? I uh, yes, uh, is this Mark I'm talking to? No, that's Ian. This is Ian. Okay, are you reading me? Okay. You're sounding great. Go ahead. Okay, it was actually on the 19th of June. It took place at the uh, Gandhi Samadhi, which is the Gandhi tomb, where they uh, cremated his body. And my action was to enter there, uh, walk around the Samadhi while simultaneously tearing up my passport and depositing the shreds on the top of his tomb. And then I began reading my declaration of renunciation until the security people picked me up physically and deposited me on the other side of a small uh, wall. And then I finished it, reading it there to a, a, a group of public and security personnel. Why did the security guards pick you up and move you? Uh, because I was uh, doing an illegal thing in that this is a public uh, a, a monument, a shrine, and uh, there are strict rules against banners, proclamations, and this kind of thing. And I was inside there standing with my uh, leg right up against the tomb itself. Now, uh, Declaration of Renunciation, what were you renou- renouncing, Jeff? I, I was renouncing... Uh, both my U.S. citizenship and uh, my birth certificate, which I uh, perceive to be the uh, inventory control document of me as government property. So, I, I, first of all, I think you should be first congratulated one. for this because uh, it's incredibly uh, a courageous act. Of course, the only thing that would have made it better is had you done it like in Washington, D.C. or something like that. But then you might have absolutely gotten arrested, and it was nice that these uh, the guards and the police uh, decided to not arrest you, which came as kind of a surprise to you. Were you expecting to uh, be hauled off in handcuffs? Yeah, I ex- not in handcuffs, because the Indian police don't work that way, usually with foreigners. But I fully expected to be in jail and for actually quite a long time. So before that, I had prepared myself by saying farewell to a lot of people and hmm. uh, donating all of my life savings and uh, all of my physical stuff. I just had one one set of clothing, for example. Uh, so I was uh, absolutely astonished and nonplussed and bewildered about what to do because it didn't fit my plan. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got nothing and nowhere to go. So tell me about these inventory control documents. Well, uh, it begins, in my view, with the with a birth certificate. I, I don't see that anybody has any right to document anybody's birth for any reason. Well, they've been doing I it for a while, right? What's that? They've been doing it for a while, recording births and deaths. I mean, even in family Yes, they've been doing Bibles it for a while, things. but I, I think the, the underlying reason is not the same as the publicly stated reason. The underlying reason is to begin the process of conditioning us to the fact that we are owned by this 
government entity. And we then, are. of course, following that are all the many, many different photo, uh, fingerprint, et cetera, ID documents that are required, and then the passport, which controls our movements. So, mm-hmm. uh, to me, the sum of all this documentation means uh, the government basically is claiming their right to uh, – to, uh, for us to exist, it, that is, we ha- we exist only with their permission because we cannot get a livelihood without these documents. It right. does seem that way. You you live at their pleasure, <laughs> or at least you did, and now you've decided to uh, renounce all that. And I love it. Uh, I think it's uh, it's great. And so, what I want to know from you, Jeff, is what brought you to this point. I mean, this is a pretty radical uh, thing to do in comparison to what the average person might uh, might accomplish in their lives. Uh, where'd you come from? How did you get to to where you are today? Well. Uh, I'll start sort of at the back end. If you if you see two websites that I've sponsored and financed, freeofstate.org and thetreeoftomorrow.org, uh, you'll see that I've been writing on these issues and against the state and against its endless war for years together. Mm-hmm. And my studies of Gandhi made me believe that uh, thought, word, and deed must all be congruent. Otherwise, one is internally disintegrating himself. And I felt the only way to make my words real was in the context of my physical action. As Gandhi did say, I believe uh, he's famous for saying that uh, you want to be the change you wish to see in the world. Was that part of uh, what you were intending to do there? Yes, sir. Exactly. Gandhi has been my very, very significant inspiration. So uh, uh, the other part of it is that I realized by experience that Although I am no longer a taxpayer because I sold everything at huge losses in order to move to India, uh, still the U.S. tax law requires payment no matter where you live or work anywhere in the whole wide world. And I realized that the only way to get completely free of the entire slavery was simply to renounce citizenship itself. Now, question, a technical question on that. It was just a week before we found your story, Jeff. There's another guy, Michael Golski, in Slovakia, who's also somebody who has moved from the United States and, uh, and, and, and also has renounced citizenship. Uh, as I pointed out when I was talking with Mike... There really is no citizenship. It's all just a fantasy in the first place. I mean, if the idea behind citizenship is that uh, you owe a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection, and the the people calling themselves the state have made it crystal clear that they have no obligation to protect or an obligation to provide even the most rudimentary of services. So I don't even believe in the the idea of a citizen. But Mike went through a, a process of filling out government paperwork to renounce his citizenship. I'm wondering if you did the same, and I'm going to bring you back. We'll continue this conversation. If you've got a question, for Jeff. Dial in. It's Free Talk Live. They say we're hated for our freedoms. Their solution? Take away our freedoms. Either you're with us or you're with the terrorists. They spend both your lives and your money with reckless abandon. We're out of money now. We're operating uh, in deep deficits. One organization dares to dream of a world where nations compete for citizens instead of enslaving them. The Seasteading Institute is looking for pioneers to homestead the high seas and take civilization to the next level. Join the revolution at Seasteading Org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It's the live Independence Day edition, Saturday edition of the show also, and it's Ian here with you. 
And Mark? And the number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. We want to invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Maybe you are one of the millions of people that has a Facebook account. You might like the Free Talk Live Facebook profile. You can become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies, that's what the readers of Freedom's Phoenix get every day. Readers of Freedom's Phoenix are constantly provided with the detailed, real news that lies between the lies of propaganda and the relationships that we have with coercive governments. Freedom'sPhoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to Freedom's, with an S, Phoenix.com and sign up for a free daily dispatch today. All right, so we're going back to our special guest. His name is Jeff Nabel. Jeff, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. You'll have to refresh me on your last question. I'm sorry, Ian. Oh, that's okay. I don't remember what it was. I'll figure it out maybe here in a little bit, but I'm just going to bring our listeners up to speed uh, as to where we're at. I saw the story. Uh, it's over at freeofstate.org. That's your website, Jeff, freeofstate.org, and that's the place where you can actually see the video footage of you, Jeff, tearing up uh, the pieces of your passport and p- placing them on the shrine or the monument to to Gandhi there in Delhi, India, uh, which I thought was a very, very powerful uh, moment. And so what we're talking about here is how you've essentially declared your independence from the state. Not only have you renounced citizenship in the United States, you've also not gone ahead and applied for citizenship in India. So you are essentially a stateless person. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And that... That brings to memory your prior question, which was about did I fill up any government forms, and and my answer to that is no, uh-huh. uh, because I felt I would just be put in the position of playing their game, asking permission to renounce. And the fact is, as far as I'm concerned, it's very, very clear. Either citizenship is voluntary or it's slavery. So if I say I'm not a citizen, I'm not a citizen. And if they respond by detaining me, then obviously they've made me a slave. Absolutely the case. Uh, And, of course, we talk a lot about how governments are essentially nothing more than uh, the new slave masters of the world, Uh, the the slavery. uh, Slavery hasn't gone away. It's just subtly changed forms, and it's it's much more – it's much less obvious now than it might have been back in the uh, the 1800s. It's everybody's on the plantation these days, except you, Jeff. You've managed to uh, to withdraw yourself from it, and and uh, I guess you were expecting to be arrested because you didn't go through any sort of paperwork process. Was that why you were concerned that uh, you would end up uh, arrested? No, my uh, my plan, of course, was to try to highlight the truth of our situation. So I deliberately violated Indian law after having done extensive research that indicated to me that because of violation of Indian law by making myself a a public nuisance and disturbing the public peace in a sacred place, uh, then I would be, uh, under Indian political setup, I would be detained and tried under Indian law before they would even entertain an action of deportation. This This was my plan, but it didn't work because the Indian police were too... Uh, too nice to me. They liked my declaration. Every one of them liked my declaration. <laughs> and yeah. the supervising officer of that district of Delhi uh, simply told me, uh, I, I will not arrest you. You are a free man. You are free to go anywhere you wish in India. When I countered with the fact of life that you cannot check into a hotel or get transportation or move any money or do anything without a passport as a foreigner in this country, uh, he just said, look, uh, Mother India will help you. And if you run into any trouble, dial 100 and we will help you. 
Huh. Mother India. How I, comforting. I found that amazing, though. I mean, the, just the response of the police in this case was very interesting. Uh, and you, again, you can see the video at freeofstate.org. Uh, you can actually see the, the, uh, one of the guards smiling as he's trying to get you to move out of the area, the monument, uh, the Gandhi Memorial area. They, they clearly were uh, very kind of pleased almost with, uh, with the entire process. Uh, they were not being intimidating and, and awful, as I would expect from police, uh, certainly over here in the United States. Right. I uh, at the end of that, when I, when it it became I became aware that it had not elevated itself to the point of immediate arrest, I sat down cross-legged on the walkway, and told them I'm going to spend the night here. And then uh, closing hour passed, and they began to get pretty nervous about getting me out. And they they picked me up by the elbows and legs and began physically to carry me away. And I felt that uh, this is a very, really very very sacred place, and they've said. Totally clearly, they're going to arrest me. They've called for the police van. Uh, I said, look, uh, there's no use being unseemly about this in Gandhi's shrine, so I told them, I'll cooperate with you. You don't have to carry me. And mm-hmm. then it went on from there to to other things. But part of my conclusion here is it was given to me by a friend, and that is uh, under what you might call moral logic. On the On the one side, if they abuse and detain and oppress me, it absolutely proves the brutality of the system, which was part of my goal to highlight that for the world, that this Mm -hmm. is the reality. On the other hand, if they do not do those abusive things, then it clearly shows that they enforce the law only for their own convenience and profit of the power elite, not to make disturbance. Yep, and, and that's, and so I think we've got them either way. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the, the brilliant parts about civil disobedience, as, of course, uh, Gandhi well knew. Uh, I, I think you, you've done a great job here. Uh, what's next for you, Jeff Nabel? Where, where are you going from here? I really don't know because I still remain vulnerable to, uh, because I'm illegal and, and I'm what in India is called an overstay, Typically, with overstays, they they deport them. Uh, so I've got this continuous exposure, and I'm really unable to move hardly at all. Mm-hmm. Although I have plans to try some movement, uh, I really don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. You say you have plans to try movement. Restructure a little bit. I uh, went to try to open a bank account, and the fellow told me because I was with a very well-known Gandhi friend, a Gandhian supporter. The banker told me, yeah, we're, we're honored to open a bank account for a stateless person. It blew me away. So <laughs> wow. I don't know what's next, but I want to continue writing and doing a positive, constructive social work here in India to the extent I'm able. I have to say that, uh, I mean, the story has been amazing so far. As you say, you went and the, oh, the, one of the, the cop, the police bureaucrats, told you you were a free man. Uh, and, uh, and you actually, did, according to the story here at freeofstate.org, you tried to get him to get that in writing and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, right. I tried uh, for two days at, at different levels in their establishment to have them put that in writing because uh, uh, otherwise I'm vulnerable at any time, any place, at any level of the police function to be detained. So they said, no, no, we'll never put it in writing, but you are a free man and 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 uh, Bharat Mata, Mother India, will take care of you. Don't worry. Well, it sounds like you've got some interesting days ahead of you, Jeff. No doubt about it. Uh, if you're experimenting in the, the area of traveling without some sort of passport or, or traveling as a free man or a stateless citizen, uh, the stories, should you be able to relate them, if you're not in some cold, dank prison cell uh, eventually, <laughs> I would love to hear about them. I presume you'll be posting them over at your blog at freeofstate.org. That is your, your website, your blog, correct? 
well, it's not mine, really. I hope to. Uh, it's a gift. I hope. Uh, I have financed it and got it started, but it has a, a, a number of people working with it now, and it's much bigger than, way bigger than just me. I, I wouldn't call it mine, but I am posting there. What I'm doing is sending in kind of reports from the road, time to time, and they're getting posted. What would you say to people that are listening here uh, in in America and in countries around the world uh, that maybe aren't ready to completely get rid of all of the accoutrements of life? but may be interested in doing something of a similar uh, similar path, what would you say to them as far as taking their next step or just a message in general to uh, the rest of the enslaved world? Well, I think the way we've got to go clearly is not some kind of a bloody revolution. We know from history that where that ends. Absolutely. I think the way we've got to go is uh, every individual person uh, becoming as self-reliant and independent of the whole system as possible and then forming small groups of like-minded people and setting up communities and different things where they become what Gandhi called Swadeshi, that is self-supporting. And once you have, a say, a small village size of self-supporting people, uh, this outside system cannot shake them very much. So I feel that the way forward is every individual person just getting off the grid, getting off the whole system, quit asking it for anything, and also quit fighting it, because whether you fight it or whether you uh, plead for benefits from it, you give it energy. So you de-energize it, you stop paying taxes, you get on the land, you become self-reliant, and you dry up the system's cash flow, and it dies for lack of interest. That's well sort of my said. theory. Well said. I love it. Jeff Nabel, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight, and I, I highly recommend you look into the Free State Project. I don't know if you'll ever be able to make it back here. In fact, I want to bring you actually back here in a moment. We'll talk about the Free State Project, if you don't. Free Talk Live, it is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The Saturday edition, Independence Day edition, uh, we'll try to sneak your call in here in uh, re- the remaining moments. If you've got a call a call for a question for Jeff Nabel, he is still with us. I decided to hold him through because, well, he's a really interesting guy, and I, I definitely agree with his approach and uh, the tactics, uh, the idea of freeing oneself from the chains of the slave state, and that's what the state does is it enslaves people and uh, tells them they're free, at least over here in the United States. That's how it well, works. I agree with what he says. I, I don't know that the tactics are necessarily going to work, but... The know. tactics of peace? Uh, I think The that, tactics of tearing up your uh, identification. I meant and, in general the idea... Living we were just, in little groups. I meant what we were talking about a moment ago, uh, the idea of going through uh, or approaching change from a peaceful position rather than the idea of a violent revolution. And, and one of the things that we're doing here, uh, Jeff is uh, we're, Mark and myself are members of the Free State Project. We have moved. Uh, we've made a deliberate choice to pick up our lives. We were born and raised in Florida, uh, lived our whole lives down there, and we've moved up to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Are you familiar with that at all? Just a very little bit. I will say that it's, it's really, really inspiring. And uh, if there were any way we could relate together to support each other, I would be up for that. Well, I can tell you, the uh, just for our listeners that may not know, the Free State Project is a movement that is designed to encourage thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people to move to New Hampshire and get active for freedom. So become activists, if they weren't already, activists for liberty here in New Hampshire. Hundreds of people have made the move already, and uh, there have been some wonderful things that have, uh, have already sprung up as a result of that uh, deliberate people getting together uh, in groups 
and getting active. Uh, and we're just beginning to be on the, the, the initial cusp of this movement, and it's, it's getting pretty exciting. And, there are, and the people that are around here in the Keene area are very dedicated to the idea of peaceful, uh, peaceful evolution, as I call it. I hear the, the, the term revolution used a lot, and I don't like that very much because it connotates going back around to the beginning and starting over. And I think that we need to uh, evolve to the next, uh, the next great uh, step of mankind, if you will, and that is to um, evolve to a voluntary society where p- things are based on consent and uh, people aren't forced into these, uh, this governmental system that, that we have today. Yes, sir. I agree totally. It is evolution. In fact, I think what's required is is what Eckhart Tolle calls in his book, A New Earth, the requirement of an evolution, a quantum evolutionary leap of consciousness. Otherwise, we will not survive. As far as the free state movement, I just a, a little backflash. I participated in a, a referendum drive in Alaska in the 70s to, to have Alaska secede from the Union and uh, we came within only a few thousand signatures of the number required to put it on a referendum ballot. And are you, are you in any way connected with, I'm sure you must be familiar with Kirkpatrick Sale and the Middlebury Institute and his work? Yes, I am familiar uh, generally. I've not been to any of the secessionist conferences. Uh, however, a number of the free staters and liberty activists up here have attended those. Uh, I think they've been held mostly in Vermont, as I understand it, so it's relatively convenient for us. Uh, and I don't really know how palatable uh, the, the whole idea of secession is on a, on a state level. I'm, I, for one, am not uh, a real political uh, zealot or anything like that. I'm for it. Mark is. He's kind of one of those minarchist guys. I, uh, I'm a voluntarist, and I think that if we just got enough people together who are willing to just simply declare personal independence, that that could be a really powerful thing as well. Like, take what you did and multiply it times 100 or 200 or 300 and have a significant chunk of people basically saying, okay, not interested in this federal government anymore. Not going to pay taxes anymore. Not going to obey. Do what you may. I agree totally. I th- I agree. Although I I admire uh, Kirk Sale's work. I don't think it's far enough or radical enough or fast enough, and it's too much of a retread of the old system. He does have a really good book called After Eden, uh, which is an exploration of human evolution and how we got here and how we may possibly get out. You mentioned voluntarist. I'm a friend of Carl Watner, and I support his website, The Voluntarist, and he has .com, and he has carried some of my work. Are you also connected to his movement or his work in any way? I, uh, you know, I've read The Voluntarist uh, thing by Konkin a while back. I guess it was the agorist uh, primer. But anyway, there's a big movement of liberty-loving people here, and I just wanted to run it by you in case you weren't aware of it. Uh, our website is, of course, freetalklive.com. You're on Free Talk Live right now, but I'm also a blogger at freekeen.com. And you can uh, there's a lot of neat things there that I think would be right up your alley as far as some of the activism that is, uh, has gone on here. Uh, so we're on the on the line here with Jeff Nabel. He has renounced uh, U.S. citizenship, tore up his passport, made a uh, display of it, turned it into a video. That's available at freeofstate.org. Mark, do you have any other questions for Jeff while we've got him here? Not really. Very good, Jeff. Anything else that you want to share that uh, that you weren't able to touch on in the, the last two segments? Yeah, I'd just like to say that two of the critical issues uh, are secret ballot voting, which means nobody is accountable to anybody. Mm-hmm. And the other uh, two things which are so destructive is the ridiculous concept of moral irresponsibility, uh, which is fronted as sovereign immunity of agents of the state and corporate limited liability of directors and management and shareholders. 
those three things are part of the seeds of our destruction. And then I'd just like to close with saying, I'm with you guys. I'm going to ask my, my fellows to sign up on your monthly program and link to our website and hope that we can work together in any way possible. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate uh, your time tonight. Uh, by the way, it's 6.30 in the morning uh, over there where you're at in India. So thank you for uh, the dedication of getting up early to, uh, to be on the show with us. And I look forward to uh, talking to you again. Thank you and good night. All right. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Very good, sir. 800-259-9231. Outstanding uh, individual with the uh, the courage to go ahead and just say, screw this. I'm not involving myself with any state. Make it a public statement to go out uh, in the, at the, uh, the Gandhi Memorial to tear up his passport. I thought that guy deserved some, uh, some attention. So once again, his website, freeofstate.org, and uh, giving a, an endorsement to the Free State Project, a great movement for people that maybe aren't willing to completely get rid of all the stuff in their lives to close down their bank accounts, to sell off all their worldly possessions, as Gandhi might have done. Uh, I'm not Tough ready to take, to take that. Right, I, can't, I couldn't do my radio show if I did that. Uh, so we're not all in the position that Jeff is in. But the more people we get together that love freedom in the same place, the more good things are going to happen. Let's continue with your calls. Gavin is on the line in the UK and hopefully on a better line. Gavin, are you there, sir? I hope so. How are you? Yeah, it's oh, not yeah, great, well, but go ahead, Gavin. Just get your thoughts out. Quick, quick. Very great. Well, I just thought I'd uh, uh, let you know, um, uh, there was a small business in the area I live uh, that's uh, currently being fined, uh, what's it, $1,850, um, 1,125 pounds, uh, for some heinous crimes like uh, their CCTV not working, uh, no signage at the front door saying that CCTV was at the uh, at the entrance, uh, sorry, the CCTV was in operation. No membership of a, uh, a local scheme called Pub Watch. No incident register. No open and closing times displayed. No crime prevention literature displayed, and uh, no entrance. Uh, sorry, no notices at the exit of the uh, 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 entrance, if you like, uh, in instructing patrons to leave the property quietly. So. Uh, for the for the sake of uh, all of these gross heinous crimes, uh, where nobody was actually killed or harmed or poisoned by the food in this little takeaway, uh, they were fined uh, a total of uh, equivalent to eighteen hundred dollars. So a business that had not put anybody in any danger, hadn't actually had a claim against them in any way, the government decided to come in there and just fine them for all sorts of silly nonsense like not having appropriate signage and uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, a total of 150 pounds per uh, contravention, if you like. Why were they targeted? Uh, what, what do you think the reason why uh, was that they were targeted for this? Oh no, it's a case of what you have is you have licensing enforcement, licensing enforcement officers uh, within the police force. This is where this uh, this notion that the police are actually out looking after people, um, <laughs> whereas in fact what they're actually doing is going out trying to find ways of making money to, uh, you know, for the, for the state apparatus, if well, you like. You guys do have a lot of cops over there uh, in the U.K., and plus, as we uh, read last week, I think it was this, there's this new Urban Defenders program or something like that where they're bringing 
uh, basically hoodlums in, uh, teenagers, and making them into kind of wannabe cops. And just, you guys have a lot of enforcers over there, so it makes sense that they would spend their time doing things like uh, piddly crap like that. Hey, Gavin, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I, usually he sounds pretty good. He must have changed his phone or something like that. But uh, it is and was the Independence Day edition of the program. Please don't forget that today is Independence Day as you continue your remaining celebrations and shoot off the fireworks and, you know, talk a good game about how it is that uh, you appreciate the freedoms that you have. And you should appreciate the freedoms that you have. Right. Our founding fathers weren't just looking for independence from England. They were right. looking for in, from independence from tyranny. And that tyranny that England had against uh, you know the founding fathers well we've got more of it now from our own that. government yep. the taxes are significantly higher than they oh, were yeah. and the freedom uh, and the freedom regulations to, uh, yeah, the regulations on businesses the freedom to move about we're far more oppressed than our founding fathers were. Declare your independence and take the next step to liberty, whatever that is for you on your path. And we'll see you on Monday night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend online at freetalklive.com. Get on the ground, mother You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to child protective services. You're busted for possession of marijuana. Possession of marijuana. Hi, I'm Barry Cooper, ex-narcotics officer trained by the DEA. My DVD, Never Get Busted, has recently received world attention. I've switched sides, and I'm now touring America with the message to end this war on people that has been labeled the war on drugs. Go to Barry's website, NeverGetBusted.com, and order your DVD to Never Get Busted. On it, I'll teach you secret drug enforcement tactics and how to avoid narcotics profiling, how to conceal your stash, and I'll teach you how to fool drug dogs every time. I'll teach you how police know when you're lying. You'll get to go on patrol with me and watch actual marijuana arrests on the highway and learn the mistakes citizens made that landed them in jail. Go to NeverGetBusted.com and arm yourself with the information you need so you'll never have to hear these words. Get on the ground, mother You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to jail. Log on to NeverGetBusted.com.